Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of Bear Down Positional Review, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Do you expect an improvement out of David Montgomery in 2020? And will the Bears utilize a fullback next season? We're going to be answering these questions and many more in episode two of our positional review series. Today we've got the running backs. Welcome back to the show, guys. Before I introduce myself and my co-hosts, I want to say thank you guys so much for 1.2K subs. We're continuing to grind. I guess we're pushing for 2K now. It might come a little bit sooner than we expect, but we're continuing to grind, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We're having fun with this, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Do us a favor and subscribe. Click the bell for notifications so you can find out when we're posting more Bears content and like the video. So, as I said, running back positional review today. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Chris Malpe. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Parshaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? going good. It's a little gloomy day here in Chicago, so it's been a gloomy day, I guess. Mm, it's, going, it's going great. I wish I could say it was gloomy. It's 104 degrees right now. Near <laughs> other than that, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely a gloomy day here in Chicago. You know, rain on the ground, not much to do. We're in quarantine, but uh, it's not the worst thing of all time. We are also joined today by editor-in-chief on Beardown.com. Welcome back to the show, Justin Chu. How's it going, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me back again. Absolutely. So today we're going to be breaking down the running back position for you guys, similar to how we did it with the quarterback positional review, you know, talking about each player in specific and then answering some questions at the end. So let's hop right into it. You know, David Montgomery, I mean, there's no better spot to start than there. He had 889 yards on 242 touches last year behind what easily was one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It's his second year out of Iowa State in 2020. He also caught 25 passes for 185 yards and a touchdown in 2019. You know, the Bears have been looking for that receiving back. Other than Tariq Cohen, you know, they brought in Mike Davis in 2019. That didn't really pan out. But Montgomery served as a pretty decent receiving piece out of the backfield. He's a truly underrated receiving back. 1,074 total yards on the season behind one of the worst league lines in the league. I think that's pretty impressive. Justin, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on David Montgomery heading into the 2020 season? Um, I think the success or failure um, for David Montgomery is really going to come down to how the offensive line performs. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that David Montgomery is not a talented prospect or wasn't a talented prospect coming out of Iowa State. Like, obviously, the Bears um, saw enough in him that they ended up trading up in order to take him in that third round. Uh, was it second or third? It was God. third round. Third. <laughs> yeah, the third uh, in the third round. Um, but barring the fact that, like, you know, unless you're like in once-in-a-lifetime talent like you need your offensive line and last time that we talked about uh quarterbacks and like declining quarterback play the running back position really is dependent on that too so hopefully um you know the ceiling's really high depending on how uh the bears end up retooling their offensive line and i think that if they do so then david montgomery is going to have a breakout season and he's going to become like a mainstay piece on offense. I mean, you saw what they did with Jordan Howard. You saw what they did with Tariq Cohen when there was that sort of consistency. Um, but, you know, running backs cannot survive in the league without a consistent offensive line. You know what they say is that a running back as a quarterback's best friend, a good running game, obviously would help here in Chicago, especially to free up all the weapons that the Bears end up having 
now on offense following the additions of Darnell Mooney, Ted Ginn, Trevor Davis. We'll see what happens with him. And obviously having Anthony Miller, someone who's had some shoulder injuries in the past healthy, it would be nice to free up some opportunities for guys like those. It's interesting, you know, because you mentioned that the Bears traded up for David Montgomery. He's someone who who was high on their draft board back there in the 2019 NFL Draft. Really known for breaking his tackles. I mean, we posted a mixtape of him a couple days ago, and I saw some comments that were like, wow, what terrible holes that the, that the offensive line is creating. And you really saw him breaking tackles in order to gain yards, and I think that's really his staple when it comes to his game. And it's something that does absolutely remind me of Jordan Howard, and I really hope the Bears can get him more implemented in their game plan this year. Parth, I'm going to pass it to you. What do you think as far as David Montgomery goes heading into his sophomore season in the league? I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, we recently had Prince on the show, and Prince said, well, Prince couldn't recall his name, which was funny, <laughs> but Prince also Prince also said that he works just as hard as Saquon Barkley, shows Saquon Barkley type talent. So I'm excited to see what uh, David Montgomery can show. I think he can break out this year. That's definitely going to break for 1,000 yards. He also was like sixth in breaking the most tackles, uh, second as a rookie. So I'm excited to see him just progress his game. I know a lot of fans aren't as excited about Montgomery, but you can't put all the blame on him. You know, the offense line was terrible last year. Nagy was terrible with play calling. Like uh, the, I think I think that goes unnoticed, but Nagy did not run the ball as much as we expected him to do, uh-huh. which definitely hurt David Montgomery a lot last year. So, I mean, I'm excited to see where he can grow. I mean, obviously we saw Josh Jacobs with the Raiders with the pick that we traded them for Khalil Mack have a really good season, but I really don't think you can underestimate what David Montgomery was able to accomplish behind such a porous offensive line yeah. in 2019. Jalen, what do you think about about really understand me, as they call him, uh, heading into the 2020 season? Um, so this is actually kind of funny. So when, uh, when we first, you know, took him I had a reaction video to that I wasn't the various I wasn't the very happy person on the world I was kind of upset that we took him but that I look back at it that I'm a a huge fan of David Montgomery Uh, you know his story you know his story is is, is crazy you know he lost his brother in you know to jail and stuff like that so he's always been a person who works hard to to get what he to get to get done what he wants done Um, in the Three, four games, though, he had over 20 carries. We went three and one. Um, in the last game of the season against the Vikings, you know, he pretty much carried that offense. He had 113 yards and one touchdown and a, a crazy play that he literally carried. Literally you know, carried the, the offense. <laughs> carried yeah. the Vikings, you know, most of the Vikings defenders into the end zone, uh, which which is, like, probably one of his best plays of the whole season. Um, for, him, a pers- for him to have over 1,000, uh, you know, all-purpose yards with this terrible O-line that we had last year is crazy. Other than Anthony Miller, he's probably my my – the person, the the uh, you know, the player that I see to have the biggest twenty twenty season or like to break out stuff like that. So I'm definitely a big fan of David Montgomery. Um, I expect him to have a you know have a big season twenty twenty definitely. It's interesting that you brought up that play against the Vikings because Vikings fans would probably blame that on that being their secondary, uh, their second stringers playing. But it's crazy because he it's carried like four players NFL in on that players. play. Yeah, no kidding. In the six most broken tackles in the league, that's impressive as a rookie. Regardless, so a third-round pick coming out of Iowa State, David Montgomery is set to do some very big things in 2020. You know, Jalen, I find it interesting. I feel like you had a same, a similar reaction to the Roquan Smith pick as you did the David Montgomery pick, and now you love the both of them. Exactly. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna just let Pace do what he does. You know, <laughs> have a very me, a very, you know. Cordial response to all the draft picks, definitely. Absolutely. So heading on to the next running back, this is really one that that 
leads to a big question mark in Chicago. We've got Tariq Cohen, you know. His best season came in 2018. He rushed for 444 yards and three touchdowns. As I mentioned earlier, he was really the premier receiving back with Jordan Howard still in Chicago there in 2018. 725 yards and five touchdowns for him in the air in 2018. He had a little bit of a down year in 2019, and I don't even think it was a little bit of a down year. I think it was really a flop compared to what yeah. we saw in his rookie year. 213 rushing yards, no scores. He had eight more catches and almost 300 less receiving yards and two less touchdowns, so ended up with three receiving touchdowns for 456 yards. Justin, I'm going to break it back. bring it back to you. I mean, obviously, Cohen's future in Chicago is something that's, that's uh, questionable. You know, we've already started dealing with a lot of the 2017 draft picks, declined Trubisky's fifth-year option, gave Eddie Jackson an extension. Cohen's probably the next big piece that the Bears need to figure out, and we'll talk about whether or not he's going to be in the team past 2020 later on. But heading into 2020, what do you expect out of him after a down year in 2019? Um, You know, I think, like, we can definitely see that. Defense has figured him out. Sorry, say again? I said defense has figured him out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it just comes down to how they can use him creatively. Um, and obviously, I know 2018, like two years ago. Um, but this has been like a good learning experience, I feel like, for Matt Nagy and like his coaching, um, his coaching staff, because this gives them the opportunity to look at the game film from 2019 and ask themselves, like, okay, like how should we have used um, these players that were, you know, supposedly underutilized? Um, and I think that. Uh, I mean, a big key area in which they finally addressed that was like, you know, for example, tight end, like they're, they're going to retool, like how they're going to use tight ends and hopefully get more production. And I think the same happens for Tariq Cohen. Um, Like we've seen kind of a glimpse, I feel like into what their strategy is going to be this upcoming season. And I think that the underlying word there is just speed. Like we saw that with the Darnell Mooney pick. And if Darnell Mooney and uh, Tariq Cohen can really hit their stride together, I think that, like these offensive specialists are going to be extremely difficult to catch. And hopefully they'll use this as a learning experience to um, re-engineer. Like, I mean, don't fix something that isn't broken, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at also even Ted Ginn. I mean, obviously he's 35 years old, ran a 428, 40-yard dash at the 2007 NFL Combine, but he's even shown that he can still take the top off a of defense when healthy there in New Orleans with the Saints and Drew Brees. And I think that Cohen does need to be used a little bit more productively in 2020. You know, I like that you brought up that they can rewatch some film and try and re- rework his routes and how he plays his game. You know, he's so dangerous there in the open field. I feel like he, he swayed a little bit towards the sideline a little bit too much last year, especially on run plays. I think we tried to give him the ball a little bit too much last season. Uh, so that's an interesting point as well. But Parth, I'm going to pass it to you now. What do you think about Tariq Cohen heading into 2020? So we saw him regress a lot this past off, past year, but it wasn't just all his fault once again. Like Montgomery wasn't as great, but neither was Cohen. And it goes back to the offense line, the quarterback play, the whole offense itself regressed. You can't blame Tariq fully. But yes, last year was definitely a poor year. His average yards per catch was 5.8, and he was 10.2 in 2018. So that took a dip. So we definitely need to see him do much better this upcoming season. And I think that starts with bringing in all these speed demons. Like you said, uh, we brought in Taylor Davis, we brought in Ted Ginn, we brought in Darnell Mooney, which is going to take off the focus off Terry Cohen a lot more. So we got a lot of guys that can take the top off the defense now, which 
defense will have to put attention to those guys, which can also help free up Tariq Cohen, which is going to definitely help him. And I feel like the Bears underutilized Tariq Cohen a lot of the times. You know, we did a ton of H halfback dives that called him that, and, you know, just run out the middle with Tariq, which doesn't work. You know, you got to got to run some outside zone zone plays, you know, let him line up mm-hmm. as a receiver in the slot. So we definitely need to figure out how to play Cohen. And I feel like we could see some big things. And talking about his future, it's up in the air right now. Um, it just depends on how 2020 goes, I guess. Yeah, I like that you brought up his value as a receiver. You know, he's someone who I think we can all agree is more valuable as a receiver thanks to his size, yeah. someone who's great in the open field. And it should be interesting, you know, I kind of think of it like the Khalil Mack situation on defense. You know, Khalil Mack was the only pass rusher that was producing last year. And on offense, when Taylor Gabriel went down, Tariq Cohen was really the only, quote, speed demon that was able to do things on offense. And it allowed defenses to put more attention on him, similar to how offensive lines put more attention on Khalil Mack when uh, Leonard Floyd wasn't really producing. So that's an interesting point you bring up as well. And I think that's a pretty solid comparison. Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you. What do you think about Tariq Cohen heading into 2020? Once again, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a huge fan of Tariq Cohen. Um, I wouldn't consider him a running back. He's more of a weapon than a running back. Um, you know, for him to be 5'6 and have over 725 yards and five touchdowns in, in one season is, like, crazy. That's how much of a, of a weapon he is. I feel like Nagy should definitely – you know, utilize him more this season. Last season, you know, like Parv said, he was giving him, you know, you know, halfback dives on on the goal line for a person who's five six, like a buck ninety. That's that's not 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 very smart at all. Yeah. He started moving him on, you know, halfback, uh, like halfback tosses where he uses yeah. his speed and get to the outside because he's a very fa- he's a very fast player. You know, he's a good punt returner. You know, um, he got all pro. You know, in, in returning the ball in 2018. So, if we use utilize him like he's supposed to be used, I could see you know us getting that 2018 Tariq back. That's absolutely what we need. That 2018 Tariq Cohen. No one really knows who the running back three is going to be in Chicago. You know, Ryan Nall is still on the roster. He spent some time on the practice squad. Artavis Pierce is also there, an undrafted free agent. And then we recently spoke to FIU's Napoleon Maxwell. That podcast will be coming out or will already be out before you see this one, so go check that one out if you want. We got a chance to interview him. But, Justin, I'm going to ask you our first question. Who do you think serves as the running back three in 2020? Honestly, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's like a really up-in-the-air type situation. But I honestly think that Ryan Nall has a good chance of um, of becoming the running back three. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like what you see kind of in Ryan Nall, um, like obviously looking at college tape of him when he's at Oregon state is that he's a big bodied like running back. And when we look at like David Montgomery and we look at Tariq Cohen, like they're not bruiser style running backs. Um, Obviously David Montgomery is like a, like he seeks out contact, but his main game is, being extremely shifty like you see kind of this fluidity when when he runs um and with ryan null you kind of see this like bruiser style like and uh jalen said this before the show like this fullback type running back um and i think it gives him like the perfect hybrid of this like this like big running back kind of what we saw with jordan howard um in 2018 and kind of giving them a compliment of like this one-two punch like we can beat you on the ground running right up the middle or we can beat you with like a short shallow cut um with Tariq cohen and obviously this point um with david montgomery so 
I honestly think that Ryan Null takes that running back three spot, but we're going to have to wait and see. I think Ryan Null takes it as well, frankly. You know, you look at his career in Chicago. He's been in the league for a couple of years, 6'2", 239. He's only rushed for eight yards in his career in Chicago as far as regular season games go. We've seen him be able to do some stuff as far as in the preseason. I know some people have liked him a lot. You know, we talked about how much we like Deion Bush in the preseason. Ryan Null's another target that has gotten some decent playing there in the preseason, and I've really liked him a lot. Once again, you know, you mentioned it earlier, he's kind of a fullback-style running back. I think he could be a great third-down running back, you know. Give David Montgomery some air, punch right in all of the middle on third and one, and I probably would trust him to get it. So that's uh, someone I'm going to pick as well as the one that's going to win the eventual RB3 contest. You know, Artavis Pierce is also another polished product that I like a lot, but runs similar to that of kind of a blend of Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. Parth, I'm going to pass it to you next. Who do you think is RB3 in Chicago in 2020? I agree with you guys and say Ryan Null. Uh, I don't know much about Artavis Pierce or uh, what's it called, Napoleon Max, so I'm just going to say that right now. So I know more about Ryan Null. I just feel like he's been on the team for a couple of years now. He's known the system. He's been here. He knows the culture. He knows how this thing works. And he's been a great player in preseason. I don't understand why we haven't used him more in the actual regular season games. You know, the two carries he's gotten – it definitely should be more. I feel like Nagy just does not use running back. Like, I'm not trying to slander Nagy yeah, here, but he doesn't like running the ball. Under, yeah, and it's something we need to change because it definitely uh, doesn't help the quarterback. I mean, Trubisky isn't the greatest quarterback to just keep throwing 40, 30, 35, 40 passes a game. So we need to get our running backs 20, 25 carries. And, you know, we can mix it up with Ryan Nall. I mean, we had Mike Davis here last year. And we didn't even use him. We cut him in a couple of weeks, which was surprising too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ryan Nall someone who's an interesting prospect there can be used in a couple of different ways, but Nagy I'm sure could get creative with him. Justin mentioned that he went to Oregon state Jalen. I'm pretty sure before the show, you were talking about who you want to be the RB three in 2020, another Oregon state prospect, Jalen, give me your running back three for 2020. So like you said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going with the Oregon state prospect too, but it's not Ryan all, you know, um, I'm, I, I like Ryan all, uh, I know I, I uh, I like how, you know, he came came into the league undrafted and was able to, to you know, stay on our roster for the last couple of seasons. But I'm going I'm to have to go with Artavis Pierce here. Um, but like 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 I said before, he also went to Oregon State last season. In his senior season, he were, he, uh, he rushed for 873 yards, six yards, uh, six yards per attempt with six touchdowns. And uh, he had 169 receiving yards in one touchdown. So he had seven all-purpose touchdowns last season. Um, I just feel like, you know, he's basically a bigger Tariq Cohen. He's 5'11 compared to Tariq's 5'6. So, you know, he can probably get more carries than Tariq will uh, due to, like, the size and durability. Um, I just I just feel like, you know, he, he could be a better option, especially if we, you know, Tariq doesn't be on the roster in 2021. We will have basically Tariq 2.0 who's taller, you know, cheaper because he's undrafted compared to Tariq, you know, being a draft pick in the fourth round. So I'm going to have to go with Tariq's Pierce here. That's an interesting point you bring up with Tariq not being on the team, and that's a perfect segue into our next question. You know, the good thing about Nall is that he is 6'2". He can really be a bruiser, like Justin said. Tariq Cohen's future really is is up for doubts, I guess you could say, in Chicago. You know, we mentioned he had a down year in 2019, eight more catches, two less touchdowns, way less receiving yards. Really a down year for the offense as a whole, and you must think that that probably contributed to Tariq Cohen's down year a little bit. 
But, Justin, yeah. I want to ask you, obviously I mentioned earlier that the Bears have agreed to an extension with Eddie Jackson. You know, they, they made their decision on Mitchell Trubisky, and we'll see where that goes. But a decision has been made, at least for now, that he won't be returning, obviously. we got to see how that one plays out. Tariq Cohen's like that last oddball that, that we needed to make a decision on, other than obviously Anthony Miller. Do you think Tariq remains on the team and gets in his extension to uh, be on the Bears past 2020? You know, honestly, I, I don't think that he's going to be on the roster. Um, and given just kind of the the turnover that we've seen on uh, on offense with a lot of the weapons, um, you know, if indeed uh, Tariq Cohen kind of, you know, has been figured out, like, the, the biggest question is like, okay, then what other roles can he serve on the team? Um, and obviously in 2018, we saw him as a punt returner and a kick returner. But I think in 2019, like the Cordero Patterson pickup was, um, was actually huge. And, you know, it's, it was on every highlight tape uh, last year. Like when we're looking at the bears, like Cordero Patterson's incredible return, against the saints like yeah there's still like juice left um where uh Cordero patterson plays and obviously like he could be utilized as both a wide receiver and you know in some odd scenarios as a running back as well so if depending on both of their production next year um i'd put my money on the fact that Tariq cohen most likely will, most likely will not be on the roster in 2021 yeah i mean if you look at Cordero Patterson in New England in 2018, he had 21 receptions for 247 yards and three touchdowns. You have to think that the Bears can use him more creatively. You know, only 11 receptions for 83 yards in uh, 2019 for him in his first year in Chicago. Those guys are both in contract years. I would much rather sign Cordero Patterson personally, and I do not think that Tariq Cohen gets an extension in Chicago. You know, Jalen recently mentioned Artavis Pierce being a good uh, replacement for him. Cordero can be used all over the place, can serve as both the kick returner and the punt returner. He's only 29 years old, one of the best punt returners, special teamers of all time. You know, he made the all-decade team after coming out of the 2013 NFL Draft from Tennessee. Uh, We're not here to talk about Cordero, though. We're here to talk about Tariq. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it to you. Do you think that Tariq Cohen is on the team past 2020? Um, I'm going to say it depends on the price tag. Uh, it, it really just depends on how this year goes and, how, and the price tag. If he plays like 2018 Tariq, his price tag is definitely going to be higher than you think. Like probably like five, six million, which the Bears might not be willing to pay. But if it's like a couple million, I, I, I don't see Ryan Pace not keeping him on the team just, you know, just to keep him for depth. depth. I mean, if he, if he plays like last year, I doubt he gets anything more than three or four million. I'm just going to put that out there. Because he is an RB two, RB three. He's not. He's not gonna, ever going to be he's an RB one just because yeah. of his height and size. But uh, going back to, I know it's we're talking about Terry, but going back to Cordero, um, he can also play running back for this team uh, against the Packers with the Patriots. I'm pretty sure he put up 100 plus yards, and he's shown to play great. He he's shown he can play running back, and I feel like the Bears could also use him at running back and make make him RB three and save a roster spot. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the amount of speed that this team has, you're assuming that there's many players that we can put in different positions and get creative with that. Yeah. And Cordero is only one of those pieces. The more I think about it, the more I, I'm starting to like that idea that Jalen brought up with Artavis Pierce. And not only that, I mean, like, there's just a ton of running backs on this roster. And Justin mentioned it, but but defenses are starting to figure out Cohen. And the price tag might be a little expensive. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you and ask, do you think Tariq Cohen will be a bear past the 2020 season? 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a basically say what Parv said. You know, it to me it all depends on how much he's asking for. Um, for this whole 27 draft, 2017 draft class in general, you know, we did decline Mitchell's fifth year option. So depending on how his season goes, you know, we might have to re-sign him. Um, Anthony Miller's coming up soon. James Daniel, Roquan too. So. Uh, if he asks for too much money, then it, uh, as much as he hate for me to see, as much as it would hate for me to see it, uh, I would I would have to let him walk here. Um, that's that's why I said I, that's why I feel like Brian Pace bringing in Artavis Pierce. You know, even if he doesn't make the roster this year, he's probably going to be in the practice squad, make the roster next year if we if we let Tariq go. So, yeah, it, it, to me, it all depends on the price tag. If he's asking for too much, let him walk. If he's not, of course, bring him back. You got to look at it, and you got to see that. Ryan Pace really hit on the Tariq Cohen pick, and I think his team would probably try and use that 2018 season where he had 725 receiving yards and five touchdowns as leverage for him to get a little bit more money, and sometimes it's not always about that, so that's that's really an interesting one. We've got two more questions. The first one, Justin, I'm going to go to you. You know, obviously the Bears didn't do a ton to address their offensive line this offseason, you know. They signed Jason Spriggs. They signed Jermaine Fetty too former high-round picks that might be able to find some some grounding here in Chicago. You know, they're going to move Jermaine Fetty back to guard. That seems interesting. Jason Sprague, someone who's been pretty productive when he stays healthy. They also obviously re-signed Rashad Coward, drafted in the seventh round, Arlington Hambright, and Lachavius Simmons. Behind this offensive line, do you expect to see an improvement out of David Montgomery in 2020? Sorry, uh, sorry, I didn't catch that last part. Can you say that oh, again. Do you expect uh, Do you expect an improvement out of David Montgomery? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think that offensive line was definitely one of those big question marks uh, all throughout the 2019 season. And <laughs> at this point, if they haven't worked to you know iron out some of those. Um, some of those difficulties that they saw in 2019, then, I mean, absolutely not. David Montgomery wouldn't. But, I mean, knowing Matt Nagy, knowing, like, how creative they can be um, as, like, you know, as professionals, like, at their um, at their job, like, I think that David Montgomery definitely breaks a 1,000. Um, and also, like, with the additions of, like, the, the wide receivers um, and tight ends, I feel like a lot of defenses like now are gonna have to account for that like yeah. cole Komet, darnell mooney obviously alan robinson coming back anthony miller like those guys like they're they're not jokes you know and defenses are gonna have to account for that and so i feel like that's gonna take off a lot of stress on that run game so it'll be a very balanced system at least in my opinion you know i hope that that's what's gonna happen but it doesn't we're, only we're just gonna have to wait and see yeah i mean it doesn't only take stress off of the receivers it takes stress off the quarterback and overall makes a much better well-oiled system there i think david montgomery breaks a thousand rushing yards in 2020 no doubt you know the bears obviously didn't focus and completely hone in on the offensive line in 2020 in the offseason but something they did do is they brought in juan castillo someone who's really did a good job at providing some good run schemes in the past he's now the run game coordinator in chicago following the firing of Harry Heastan and Mark Helfrich. Mark Helfrich, unfortunately, never really ran a professional offense until he came into Chicago. I'm not too sure what was up with Heastan because he's one of the greatest offensive line coaches to ever exist in football, so that's a tough one there. But I'm, I'm excited to see what Castillo can do, and I really think it's going to be an improvement 
in 2020 for David Montgomery. Parth, what do you think? He's an improved. There's no doubt about it. You just said what I wanted to say about Castillo. Bringing Castillo in definitely is going to help, uh, what's it called, Matt Nagy and David Montgomery. Um, the problem with, what's it called, Mark Helfrich and uh, Harry Heastan was they never actually got along with Matt Nagy. They, ne- they had the different play calling issues. Uh, it just a lot of heads button. And bringing Castillo definitely brings familiarity with Nagy's offense. And I think that will also help Montgomery out with the plays we run and, and Montgomery is bound for success in this league you know he's a guy who's worked hard his whole entire life I just saw his agents tagged me in a video or like sent me a video of him working out today which is I thought really weird but I saw that he's he's grinding out you know he's he's taking his quarantine seriously he's mm-hmm. just a kid who works hard and I think he can definitely take the next step in this league absolutely Jalen what do you think does Dave Montgomery improve in 2020 Actually, both you and Parsto, I was going to say, I was going to talk about how if Ryan Pace didn't fire, you know, Mark Kovic and Harry Heistead, who were supposedly, uh, you know, supposed to be running our, our uh, or the control of our run game, if Pace didn't fire him, I feel like he definitely felt like, you know, David Montgomery should have had a way better rookie season than he had. You know, uh, he only averaged like 3.5 yards per, per carry, which is not that good at all. So I feel like he's going to have over a thousand yards. Like I said earlier, I feel like um, he, I, I, he's definitely going to be a breakout candidate for me. Um, I definitely think he can get over a thousand yards, uh, maybe like nine touchdowns. 400 receiving yards, stuff like that. Uh, I, I definitely think he's going to have a big 2020 season. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got one more question, and this one's going to be exclusively to Justin because we're getting around the 30-minute mark now, and he had a really good point yeah. when he brought this up earlier. So obviously we're not going to make a fullback episode. You know, the Bears have never been a team to bring in like a traditional fullback in that sense. But Justin was talking about you know tight ends. Possibly earlier he brought up Ryan Nall being someone who could fill in there at a fullback position. So, Justin, I'm going to ask you, do you think the Bears have a traditional fullback in 2020? And if not, what type of players can they use to kind of fill that gap and, and play the fullback position? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they they have a um, a have a traditional fullback. I mean, that's not really a question. Um, I, I really think that the traditional fullback position absolutely is a dying breed uh, in the NFL. However like there are outliers that still exist like Kyle Juszczyk, um James Devlin obviously he retired uh for the New England Patriots but Juszczyk is really that last pure um uh pure fullback that exists in the league I think if the Bears were to go with like a fullback option try to use offensive sets that actually require like a fullback I would not be surprised if one of the tight ends um that are on the roster serve that role um because I mean Good fullbacks, like traditionally in the league, are obviously good blockers, but also in times of like goal line or short yardage plays, like they have to be able to um, either eat up yards, uh, like in short yardage situations, or be able to catch out of the backfield. And tight ends are, I mean, they're obviously um, well above average pass catchers, but they also have that size where they can eat up yards. And so I would not be surprised if one of the tight ends that are on the roster ends up filling that role. Yeah, I mean, you look at guys like Demetrius Harris who are known for their blocking, someone that you can throw back there to provide some extra blocking, guys like a J.P. Holtz, Ryan Nall, someone we mentioned earlier. But that's a really interesting discussion that we may have another day. Thank you guys for tuning in. You know, guys, I think we talked about 
this being much shorter than the quarterback position uh, review, but I think it was longer or about the same length. Yeah. So uh, about the same. Yeah. That'll pretty much do it for this one, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, and click the bell for notifications. If you want more content from us, head over to BearDown.com. You can find the links to all of our social media down in the description. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram, uh, at BearDown, and also on Twitter. Justin, Parth, and Jalen, any last words? Let's get this run game going this year, you know. Tired of seeing 30 passes from Mitch, not going to lie. Uh, no, just a balanced office offense works. We saw what the Vikings did. You know, just keep it balanced. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much going to do it for this one, guys. Quarantine still another God knows how many days in Illinois. Uh, looks like looks like it's still going to be another twenty five days for us. But we're sticking in there. We're making content for you guys, and we really like that you guys appreciate it as much as we do because we're putting a lot into it. And we're really having fun with it. Thank you guys mm-hmm. as always. And as always, Chicago, stay safe and bear down. Peace.